Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Roe versus Wade. That's the big topic of the day. And all the upheaval that's been taking place over the last 24, 48 hours, and um, will now continue for a while. You know, with all the upheaval, I renamed the issue not Roe versus Wade, but Road Wage. Road Rage. That's exactly what's happening across the country. We see road rage of all kind taking place now as a result of the decision that came down and people's misunderstanding of what was really decided and what was actually uh, written into the document and the and going forward how we're going to deal with this issue of abortion and the termination of life. Now let me just add a couple of tidbits and add my two cents worth. I came upon a recent uh, research study, which is very interesting actually, that's very germane to the issue today. University of Chicago, doctoral student, and um, this doctoral student pursued the issue of when does life begin? Now, most people would have their opinion on that. They read the Bible, they have an opinion. If they read science, they have an opinion. If they just talk about it generally with people, they have an opinion. Most people have some form of an opinion on that issue, and there's a, usually a great deal of concurrence on when life begins. But here's what the research study did. They asked people who you would ask if you were going to ask an expert to get an opinion as to when life begins. So these hundreds and hundreds of people that were asked came up with a pretty unified conclusion. They would ask a biologist. Almost universally, they came to the idea that a biologist is the one to answer that question. When does life begin? Now, it's very interesting. That question is a very important question. I remember teaching sixth grade back in the 1960s. We had a health book, and one chapter in that book was When Life Begins. Well, that was in the 60s. That was with sixth graders. So we've known the answer for a long time. But anyway, these people would say, okay, I'm going to go to a biologist. Or I'm going to go to an expert. I'm going to go to a biologist and ask him that question. When life begins. So then what the researchers did in the second step, they contacted biologists all around the world. A hundred different biologists were contacted and asked that question. When does life begin? Over 80%, almost 90% of them answered at conception. At conception. So... There is universal understanding, there is universal agreement. Life begins at conception. I don't know why we in the political world and the social world play with that number. Some put it at conception. Some think life begins down the line somewhere. At birth even. After birth even. But we got to get this thing straight. we got to get it straight. If we're going to deal with this issue of abortion, issue of life, into, with this whole issue of the continuance of life, you got to start with something. you got to start somewhere. Conception is where it all starts. Now, in thinking about this particular issue of what's happened with the Supreme Court ruling, I ask myself, what's next? What are the next steps? Well, here's some of the next steps. We need, as a nation, to support our crisis pregnancy centers. We need to fund them better than we do. We need to support them better than we do. We need to volunteer. We need to work with them. Our crisis pregnancy centers are going to be overwhelmed with the demand that's going to come into their front door over the next months and years. So if you have a connection with a crisis pregnancy center, support it even more and get involved. If you're a church, get involved with the crisis pregnancy center in your community. Support it. Get involved. So that's number one. Help get involved with the crisis pregnancy centers. Now, number two is this. Adoption centers. Over the coming years, we're going to have a major demand 
placed on our agencies for adoption. County agencies, estate agencies, private agencies, secular, Christian, whatever, sectarian of one kind or another. The adoption agencies are going to be in demand and we need to support them. Again, we can get involved. They need volunteers also. So I would say those two agencies are going to come into focus and need our help and our attention and our support. Crisis pregnancy centers and adoption agencies. Now here's a third point that came you know, to my attention, obviously. We're going to have to ramp up considerably this issue of sex education. Now, it's true. It belongs in the home. But it's also true that many parents don't know how to educate their children on any topic, let alone on sex. So, to be sure, many children will be educated in the home on sex sex education and need to be, and we need to do a better job at it. We need to help parents with curriculum. We need to help parents with books. We need to help parents with pamphlets. We need to help parents with charts and designs so that they can work with their children and teach their children this whole issue of sex education. Responsible sexual behavior is the critical issue. Responsible sexual behavior. So parents, comes right back into your lap. This is a major undertaking for you. Churches, this is a major undertaking for you. You need to put into your curriculum with your children, junior high kids, high school kids, a curriculum of sex education. You need to step up to the map and start being a teacher of responsible sexual behavior consistent with the theological position of your church. So maybe authors, maybe when we speak to authors, need to start writing books on this topic. There are a number of books on it. There are a lot of books on the topic, but you know, there's always room for more. Maybe authors need to address this issue in ways of educating the public, educating kids, educating junior high kids in the area of responsible sexual behavior. So you see, we have a task in front of us. Very important. Now, thankfully, over the last two years, the number of abortions per year have decreased, and we may see a decrease again. But what we have to be aware of and be careful to understand is that with this decision could come an uptick in the area of illegal abortions, perhaps by unqualified people, perhaps in unqualified locations and places. We don't know yet, but we need to be aware of that. We need to monitor that. We need to be on top of that issue so that we don't allow women and anyone to be subjected to a subpar medical care, whether it's abortion or anything else. So hospitals and doctor offices and medical clinics of all kinds need to ramp up their ability to provide services, counseling services, preventative care, optional choices that are available to the mother who is now pregnant, to the couple, the father, to the couple, to counsel them and to guide them making a wise decision regarding the situation they're in and the pregnancy they've created. So those are a few thoughts. What are yours? It'd be interesting to see what you have to say. Add to my comments. Add to my thoughts here. And keep the conversation going. Keep it going among your friends and keep it going within your family. Let that conversation unfold. We need ideas and we need encouragement to people who are in a state of distress. They need options and they need ability to make choices and they need the support of others and their family particularly as they make their choices and carry out what is the best interest of all. So, thanks for joining me today and um, go back to my uh, website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Two books, Better Parenting is one and the other one is Dr. Teach Me to Parent. Two books that are relevant and I would recommend that those be picked up. If you're in a situation of a pregnancy and you're going to now go forward, two books are great for you. Dr. Teach Me to Parent and the other one being 
Better Parenting. Pick it up at www.booksbyhedberg.com or you can get it on Amazon. Bye for now.